0: Live from the next cast, Phanthropological Institute, we're talking about the supernatural family. Everybody and welcome back to Fanthropological, the podcast that brings the fans' eye view to you as we carry on with our third season. As of this recording, we just uh, finished celebrating Canadian Easter. I hope you all had a good one out there. The maple candies were consumed. The uh, the Easter pine was worshipped, and the uh, Easter egg donuts eaten. <laughs> that last one, not a joke. Um, I, I missed
1: it. How did I? I- how did I miss
0: it? Well, Canada has two Easter's a year, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> joining me in the uh, in, in the in the post Easter festivities are my two best friends, Nick Z.
2: It's a good thing that they do have two Easter's, except for this year it's just one. You might even say that uh, it's uh, it happens every now and then, but it's not natural; it's supernatural. It's
0: let uh, me ignore your joke and say that it's uh, it's austerity on the Canadian government's part.
1: Mm. And uh, Nick T, <laughs> I'm a level ten inquisitor. <laughs> <laughs> what i thought that's what we were doing this week guys <laughs> another did, check
0: mark next to i thought it.
1: this was this was a supernatural role-playing game i made my character level 10 inquisitor figured you know the right combination of skills for hunting a bunch of you know undead and monsters so hmm. it, why did nobody ever tells me anything why why i don't know
0: i don't know why i'm on this show i have this distinct suspicion that you emailed us about that and then began making your character anyway without waiting for a reply
1: i mean that sounds like a good way to make a character <laughs>
0: so i make characters no input from anyone
1: <laughs> so i'm gonna be everything sounds great <laughs> Sign me up. original character do not steal mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man hey i've got an interesting thing that, that can get us right into this week's topic which is supernatural let's just talk about it yeah, I was going to bring up some embarrassing things from last episode. I hope everyone's okay with that. Yeah, I think everyone's okay with that. That sounds like a great idea. Okay, cool. Let's get into it. Oh, I, uh,
0: I didn't eat dinner because I've been saving room from the, for the crow I'm about to eat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of the great things about doing this show is that a lot of the fandoms we may not be familiar with uh, other than a general awareness of them. So last episode we started a trend with Famous Last Words, which I think this week is going to be a good example of that, where we ask questions about the following week's fandom. So last week, I'm going to start with Z, mm-hmm. because why not? Z asked, who is the fan favorite character and why? I think we'll get to that this episode.
0: That's, that's a legit question. Yep, I mean. legit question.
1: Yep. Starting to get into more embarrassing, G asked, in canon, who is born first and why do fans think it is one way or the other <laughs> gee why did you ask that question
0: okay i mean it, technically there's a lot of stuff i could pull out about like you know you know like in in fan fan canon you know the, the span of the characters lives and whatnot and the and the and predestination and, and stuff like that but i thought the winchesters were twins um probably because you can easily create the portmanteau twinchester however uh, it turned out not to be the case i don't really know why i thought they were twins but i thought they were and i thought that would create fan- i think i like the idea of that creating fan arguments so much that i that i told myself that it was true <laughs> uh at that time i had not begun the research on supernatural so um uh, my dearest apologies
1: and uh t asked absolutely no embarrassing <laughs> questions so we can move on no i asked uh is it just because it's too hot people Will any show about two hot people succeed? Mm. (laughs) I am not going to deny the hotness of any of the characters in Supernatural. However, I will retract my comment about it just being a show about two hot people. Getting into the research for this week, I determined that there actually is quite a bit going on in Supernatural fandom and in the story of the show. And not just it being about two hot people. But that helps. That always helps. (laughs) Looking at you, cast of Firefly. Yeah. Oh, my.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's move that out of the way and get get to stuff that actually is true about the show. <laughs> right. So do you mean the fandom facts, G? I, I do mean the fandom facts, G.
1: Random facts. Cool. So for fandom facts this week, I did manage to get some of the facts, which is usually the case. Starting with the origin, so Supernatural is an American fantasy horror series that was first broadcast in September of 2005. It follows the pneumatic lives of the brothers Sam and Dean Winchester, not twins. So noted. Traveling the U.S. and hunting down Supernatural foes, as I learned, because their father did that and their father spent years seeking revenge against a demon who's responsible for his wife's death. Um, As of this recording, or this airing, one of the two, the show will be just reaching... The end of its 12th season uh, but it has been renewed for a 13th season it is well known for breaking the fourth wall Mm -hmm. in terms of fandom origins most of the fandom originated in live journal specifically on supernatural underscore tv Uh, i couldn't find a particular name for the show but the twitter hashtag and everything used around is spn family Mm hmm couldn't find a lot in terms of specific fan terms certainly none that I want to talk about on the show but I did learn a lot about other fan terms that I will get back to later uh, the fandom definitely lives on on live journal when I was doing some research apparently some changes had happened at live journal uh, there was like a an event called strike through yeah which was in May of 2007 ish where live journal cracked down on a bunch of groups and they were struck through like there was a line through the name in the link so you couldn't go there anymore and there are other efforts to splinter the LiveJournal community—not efforts, uh, just actions that happen—but it hasn't really splintered. It's still mostly on LiveJournal. Uh, and oh, I forgot to mention one thing from last week's famous last words. Alex had a very legitimate question, which is relevant in this week's fandoms facts. And his question was, "How much slash fiction is there?" Hmm. I did not get to the heart of that, but I did find out how much fan fiction there is, and it has been growing at a fairly rapid pace. Yeah,
0: and that's on fanfiction.net.
1: Uh, I did get numbers for... uh the numbers I have for are for Archive of Our Own. Okay. As of January 2015, how many fanfics are on Archive of Our Own? G. As of January 2015? Yeah. I, this is the most recent number that I had. Okay.
0: I'm going to say 180,000. <laughs> okay.
2: Z? Hmm. Making me second guess my guess, but I'm going to stick with the... Uh number that first popped into my head 3000 3000 okay so back in december of 2012
1: there were almost 28000 whoop <laughs> so sorry <laughs> sorry <C>. see <laughs> back in february 2014 there were 60000 and in january of 2015 there were 92000 dang so, gee, may, maybe they're at one hundred and eighty thousand now. It seems like a awful lot in the last mm-hmm. two years, but we're both
0: off by like a factor. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: uh, yes, <laughs> ninety-two thousand. It's nothing, fanfics. nothing to sniff at, by the no. way. I do
2: not know how many of those are slash. It's almost a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Oh, I thought your guess was that out of the ninety thousand, there was almost a hundred thousand that were slash.
0: That is my guess. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, Alex, there's your there's part of your answer. Mm-hmm.
0: Hope that gives you some sort of satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of fan and of live journal, spnnewsletter.livejournal.com Ooh. still operates. Mm-hmm. It is a daily newsletter. Still? Wow. Yes. Wow. Distributing news
1: and uh, running different fanfics. Are there like just what? Yeah. So. It promotes like a different fanfic every day, or a bunch of different fanfics. Like, who is curating this? A few people, it looks like. Okay, a few it was posted by a few different people,
0: but um, there's like like a couple news articles, ratings, and spoilers. It looks like you know your your weekly stuff as the show is on, and about six to seven fanfics per post. Wow. With them categorized under what kind they are?
1: Yeah. Uh, when you say what kind, do you mean like slash or gen or?
0: Yeah. Class gen, like like the specific pairing
1: and, uh, and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Things that I learned doing the research, gen just means it's like non-sexual, non-romantic.
0: Yeah, I learned a lot of terms from reading
1: the Fanlore article about Supernatural. Was Imbroglio one of them? Uh, no. Okay. I can't remember if it was from the article on gen or from the article on... Supernatural. There's one in Broglio, which is a critical discussion of the underlying societal attitude of something, usually in the context of a fan work or like a fanish community. Mm. Distinct from Wank, which is non serious discussion. Is <laughs> <laughs> belied in its title. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, what else? I learned Jen. What else? J2, which is supernatural
1: specific okay what is it i'm assuming it's two of the characters
0: it is two of the actors oh rpf is another thing that i learned mm-hmm. which is real person fiction yeah real oh for the actors yes again. okay
2: which is both, interesting both the lead
0: actor's name starting with J. It is j2 huh interesting cw rps features actors from supernatural
1: interacting with those from other cw network shows wow <laughs> So wait, that means you could have Vampire Diaries and The Flash mm-hmm. and Supernatural all in the same universe. Plus your yeah. smallfield
0: Smallville, One, One Tree Hill, and Veronica Mars, which would be wow. like a previous generation of CW shows.
1: <laughs> I mean, Supernatural is arguably part of the previous generation of CW shows. Oh yeah, shows. It, it has,
0: it has uh, thrived. It has continued on. It's... I was going to say it's been on TV longer than the reboot of Doctor Who. It's been on TV the same amount of time. It just hasn't taken a break.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get an idea of how large the Supernatural fandom is, which is always hard because it's like, hey, I like a thing. And you're like, <laughs> great. Thanks. That narrows it down. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> that's one. Yeah. There is at least one fan. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And that, that's one. Uh, we fan. can confirm this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is breaking. Breaking news. <laughs> So based on the like ratings data, there are th- about three million viewers per episode, and there are about almost six million for the pilot episode. Oh, wow. So assuming any of those, even as much as half, even as much as 10 percent of those are like fanish fans, the interesting kinds of fans who you know participate in the fandom, that is still a lot of fans. Does Netflix release viewing data? No, that's got to be their secret sauce. Because I
0: bet mm. there is a lot of people who want, who've watched it on Netflix.
1: Yeah,
2: but, not
0: to mention it. streams, and not to mention other streams and torrents and stuff like that.
2: Well, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I imagine Netflix probably evens the playing field a lot now, especially because in Canada we can watch Supernatural. And I meant to watch Supernatural because there were a couple of things that came up in the research. I am like, oh, this should this should be great. I should watch this, and then I forgot. I am I am not good at my job. <laughs> Okay,
0: it's a lot of mm. fandoms, and only so much time in a week. Uh.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't watch the episode that I think you're referring to, called Fan Fiction, Episode 200, uh, wherein the uh, the show pokes fun at a lot of the the fan memes, like why aren't there more female characters, and what if Dean and Sam got together, and other what? things
0: like that. What? Yeah. <laughs> that that's that a. Uh... From what I can tell, that's like stage one. Like that's one point Supernatural Fandom, Sam and Dean Getting together.
1: Really? Oh no, sorry, I was the the what about it being an episode.
0: That's like oh yeah, yeah. It being in the show is notable. Yeah. But it's like that's like fan that's like supernatural fandom one oh one.
2: Yeah. Minor I guess um, potentially minor spoilers for the episode. The way they do it is they have an all girls school put on like a musical or a play or something about the show. yes Keep going. And then they play out the fanfic in there anyway no don't snow. oh d- no that's, <laughs> that's like the extent of my knowledge about it because i also did uh, not watch okay. it but I, I watched
1: the pilot of the show okay because i heard that that episode in particular is supposed to be kind of a semi oh semi-musical episode yes yeah and it reminded me of buffy yeah well i hadn't oh yeah i didn't keep up with buffy at that point but i remember tuning in at some random point and i was like what is this <laughs> which was great by the way <laughs> once again with feeling yeah <laughs> Actually, yeah, that is the name of it. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: just, just to uh, tack on the end there, the Scrubs musical episode is also good.
1: Yeah. Oh, that has um. I can't remember the actress's name, but she's very prominent on Sesame Street and in theater and in Broadway, and she was in the original run of Avenue Q. Hmm. Yes. Ah, musicals. 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 Jazz hands. So that, I think, maybe is a good stepping-off point to talk about, you know, why is it that people are fans of Supernatural?
2: Mm-hmm. Why?
1: I think a very big aspect of the fandom, something that makes it unique and something like why people are a big fan of it, and I don't know if this was the case originally, but it's, it's that breaking-the-fourth-wall meta element to it. Obviously, they don't do that you know, like an episode 200, every episode. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely read a lot of references to real world things or alluding to things, you know, kind of, we're in this world, but we're not in this world.
2: Yeah. From, from what I've read about it, it sounds like episode 200 is like the episode dedicated to, I wouldn't necessarily say breaking the fourth wall, but bringing in as much of the, I guess, fan culture or fandom as possible but still making it an episode of the show. Um, Whereas it sounds like throughout the show, there are sort of nods and hints towards it. Like, I think at one point, um, one of the brothers comes across like a fanfic or something. At another point, there's a character introduced who's like a fanfic writer, and she has some at least minor role for an episode or two. So it definitely sounds like it's not just uh, them bringing in real world stuff and kind of crossing the streams as it were between fiction and reality over and over again i i kept coming across mentions of supernatural from the uh, showrunners side of things being this series that really pays attention to what the fans are saying did you guys come across uh the episode the french mistake uh i read about it briefly i did not why what what is okay. special
0: about that episode? here's a one sentence uh summary the brothers, Sam and Dean, mm-hmm. temporarily transported to an alternate reality, where we will think they are actors named Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki, who star in a television show named Supernatural.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Just, that's fantastic. <laughs> what I kind of wonder is if that episode is from a season after the fifth season. It's from season six. Ooh. Well, okay. The reason I wonder that is because after the fifth season, uh, Eric Kripke the uh, show's creator left the series because the main story that he wanted to tell was told.
1: Oh, that's different. Mm -hmm.
2: That doesn't usually happen. Yeah. It's really bizarre, but I guess the show was popular enough that the network didn't want to drop it. So they brought somebody else in and he must've been okay with it and they just kept it going. Well,
0: see, this is, this is an interesting thing about TV. Now I'm going to say that if you have a show that is 12 seasons long, Mm -hmm. You likely did not envision it before episode one as being that long. No. The story that you had to tell was probably not, not that long. <laughs> no. And, um, you know, there are lots of shows that just do their straight narratives. They are not, not that they're not interested in what fans have mm-hmm. to say, but like they have their path and they, they're they going to walk it and, and people seem to like it, which is nice. Yeah. You know, you're Breaking Bad, you're Mad Men, uh, Game of Thrones, what have you. Yeah. They're not. Like, they maybe they'll throw a little tiny thing in, but they're not really going to change anything about about what's going on in the show. Yeah. And back in the day, TV was just on to be on. It was just like, this, that's what's on. People seem to like mm-hmm. hanging out with these characters, so we'll just keep making it. Twin Peaks is a good example to, uh, to forecast a, a future episode we'll be covering. Mm-hmm. Um, Twin Peaks had a story to tell. It told it, but then it continued, yeah, uh, because of the way television was in like the, like the early nineties,
2: yeah, well, I mean, it yeah. wasn't
0: like if the, if the show's a success, you keep it going, yeah, none of the, none of this tour crap
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, well, sweeps is also a factor there, but definitely the uh the tour crap part of it yes, played a, a big role in Twin Peaks being taken out so now a
0: show that runs that length is not a necessity. Like for sure to be considered successful, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to eternally be on. No. So it's on for a reason, and the reason seems to be like it's it's kind of a like as I said off the top, the family, the supernatural family, the SPN family. Everyone feels like like they know each other. Like you know, you you know, Sam and Dean quite well at this point after twelve seasons, and the actors know the fans quite well, and the fans know the actors obviously. Uh, if it's it's mostly the same crew working for 12 years on the same thing Mm -hmm. that's like you really become close-knit friends so and and i've seen um i watched some of their um panel from san diego comic-con 2015 Hmm. and they just talk about it being like a like a like a family because they see those people every day and they're like fat you know good friends yeah so it seems like the show is like the the plot is just like navigating in the world which is which is it has built up quite a lot over 12 seasons yeah but other than that just like celebrating it's you know the, the the warm fuzzy feeling of it being on and everyone having a good time with it yeah and and the show listening to the fans and the fans responding to the show like <laughs> like there have been situations where the fans have turned on shows yes my understanding is that happened with arrow hmm on reddit interesting
2: interesting hmm
0: they were like I think they were like we're not watching arrow more, we're going to discuss it was like some other show <laughs> instead of arrow
1: <laughs> Oof, the flash it yeah. was like it was like, right? it was like
0: yeah. girls or something yeah. Yeah.
1: like it was little fun fact about the spn family and more particularly about the actors did you know that the cast of supernatural attends something to the order of 25 conventions a year
2: wow what?
1: That's in addition to the rest of their lives, <laughs> the acting, um, <laughs> when you... any other things they do.
0: I mean recording a, a 22 or whatever episode <laughs> season of hour-long episodes a year is like yeah. like that'll fill your time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I well I'm really only familiar with the story for the first 5 seasons. Um but uh, when you say the cast, do you mean the two actors playing the brothers or I'm assuming it's it's one or two of of the two main right. actors,
1: or um, there's probably, like another uh, character, Chuck, or something. Probably like Misha the, the, the core family he
2: seems to come in there too at some point. Uh, that's Castile, yeah, Castile. Yeah,
1: I assume it's some number of those three because otherwise, I was reading a news article. I think it was on Geek and Sundry, and it it brought up the SPN family and how tight knit it is, despite yeah. the fact that obviously we're on the internet and they're real people and. <laughs> connecting all the dots and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and i i mean it's not very meaningful to say the cast and then it's just like well just some random crew person so i'm assuming it's at least the showrunner and the main actors and whatnot but that's still a lot of convention appearances definitely
2: definitely that's like half the weeks out of the year yeah
1: i did not put that into perspective that is (laughs) that is a lot (laughs) even if it was once a month can you that's like patrick stewart just coming out all the time for x-men or star trek (laughs) yeah Wow, ignoring all the other stuff that he's done, we'd love mm-hmm. him to, but he's got a life. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got to fight, um, amnesty,
2: and he's got to watch Beavis and Butthead.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> one of the he's me- already
0: seen everything though. <laughs>
1: One of the neat things that I found about Supernatural, given that it's running 12 seasons, it, and that, you know, they're exploring this world, and they, they have to keep it fresh, right? Mm-hmm. Like, any show that goes on for long enough can't just continue to follow the same old formula. The original showrunner left after the story that he wanted to tell had been told. Yep. So where do you go from there? One of the interesting stories that I read was apparently there are all sorts of different episodes that mix things up. There is an episode... The car is very important in the show. It's yeah. like a Chevrolet Impala or something like yep. that. And one of the episodes takes place from the perspective of the car. <laughs> wow. There is there is another episode where the characters get transported into TV land. Oh, yeah. And are in shows that feature them as actors. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Coming back to that meta mm-hmm. thing again. Definitely. Uh, like...
0: I figured the car figured in heavily because the very beginning of the family article says they travel around the United States in their black 1967 Chevy Impala. If the car wasn't important, it would just say they travel around the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to get yeah. to hear the car's point of view.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to like try to like joke about what it is because I have no context. No. Like absolutely
0: none. No. Like that's, that's cool that they're like, like experimenting with different stuff like that. Yeah. Because, like, it's at, it sounds like, you know, in terms of um, filmmaking or TV making or, or what have you, they're willing to kind of, like, now that they've got this thing up, this machine running pretty smoothly, they can start to, like, push out, and it seems like the fans will follow them. One of the things I, I read noted that how it was, like, endearingly flawed.
1: Endearingly flawed. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a Category, I would very much put Doctor Who in as well. <laughs> I felt, I, like, reading what, what people like about it, I felt a lot of what i feel about doctor who Mm. it's like you know it tries doesn't always hit the mark but we we're glad that it's trying instead of just being like boring or the same thing all the time
2: yeah i think that ties back into something that i read that uh kim manners the director of uh, i want to say probably the first most of the first five seasons of supernatural as well as about 52 x files episodes so that is some bona fides in these these uh, supernatural TV shows, what he had said was that shows about the supernatural tend to work best when there's some sort of emotional connection with characters, either male or female or both, because then it gives the audience something to, like, something real to connect to, and then from there, I guess, in their mind or psychologically, they sort of connect that real emotional connection with a character to sort of giving the the supernatural elements a tinge of reality which makes the scares and you know the the drama and the tension so much more real mm, i like that yeah i think that kind of feeds into the charmingly flawed part too because i mean it, the <laughs> the episode where they take the perspective of the car could be super serious mm-hmm. but when i hear that i think of something like a futurama episode yeah where ben, where like bender becomes a a wear car. Yeah. Yeah. It just sounds like supernatural <laughs> doesn't necessarily take itself super seriously all the time.
0: Super serious. Based on what I can see, it does not. hmm Um but yeah. In terms of like really creating emotional connections with the characters. There wouldn't be ninety two thousand fanfics if that weren't true.
1: <laughs> right? Ninety two thousand fanfics, can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. That's true. SPN family. And that's January <laughs> twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's probably more now. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's like, at least 92,001 now. So like the <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you finally submit yours just before we started recording?
1: Yeah, send all your hate mails. <laughs> no, no. Um
0: I mean the like the characters are doing something to people. You know, people are, are, are receiving them. People want to see them in stories. People want to see them romantically engaged with other people yeah. uh, who they also care deeply about. Like it's it it it, it It moves people to be creative, and it moves a lot of people to be creative.
1: To enhance what you just said, Mm -hmm. they want to see people caring about other people. And in the show, it's not just other people. One of the interesting things I read was that, especially in the early seasons, there are very few female characters.
0: Yes, I read that as well.
1: Yeah. Um, Or there are female characters, but they are very one-dimensional. And that means that the story that you build up to create that caring between people can be read as you know uh, a sexual romantic subtext but regardless of that you get this relationship between two brothers that is very strong and a father that is very strong and a family that and i think this is something that the fandom says it's like you know family is more important or like blood is is thicker than water Mm -hmm. oh i want to i want to try and i want to try and find the
0: quote here family don't end with blood that's it
1: Yeah. So, you know, you've got these people that care a lot about each other because family don't end up blood. Yeah. What's really interesting is that, you know, a lot of shows that would run on for 12 seasons would try to have some deliberate romantic, not like some sort of queer baiting relationship, but like deliberate romantic. Will they, won't they, (laughs) you know, love triangle something. Yeah. I'm thinking of the Vampire Diaries, another CW show that I followed for a while. But Supernatural doesn't have that. Doesn't have that at all. Did you know, oh, as a random addendum, that for the first year the showrunners
2: didn't even know that women watched the show? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I f- like I I I didn't know that, but the reason why I'm agreeing with you was because the impression I got up until I read that this lengthy interview uh with IGN, I thought that, you know, supernatural fandom probably predominantly female because I believe somewhere else earlier for an earlier episode of the show i had read somewhere that uh male fans tend to be more about like forums and that kind of thing and female fans tend to be more about fanfic and fan art and whatnot so because there's so much fanfic i figured okay predominantly female fandom but in that interview one of the actors says that uh it seems like guys are the ones coming up to him saying hey you're that guy from supernatural this that show's so <laughs> awesome and he says not too many women are pointing me out if they're with their boyfriends they will be like yeah whatever but that's about it so it struck me as a really bizarre thing yeah well i mean i was i was definitely
1: taken aback Mm -hmm. so it was from an article on io9 which i'll post in the show notes and they were talking about how the show was targeted at young men yep you know all this hard rock, cars, guns, like, man, oh, I'm a man, man. <laughs> gonna hunt some, some undead, whatever. Demons. I know they don't actually sound like <laughs> that. But but it's, you've got these two, two good buds, these brothers. Uh, it's called two, uh, I'm not going there. Mm. No, nah. no need. No. no need to go to Rick and Morty Town. <laughs> nope. But it's got these two brothers and they're working together, their family, and, you know, it's just like really macho or, it's, it's got this, like, Mm. sense to it that is male oriented and they're like oh well actually you know that's not the case there's lots of women watching the show uh one of the things that i read that i was also surprised by that kind of led them to that conclusion or was in that article was talking about how you know when men watch a show like anyone watches the show they also like to see you know more than just men yeah yeah um yeah. and so apparently that was one of the other reasons that it wasn't all entirely men
2: yeah, I don't know. This, it, was a, it was a weird little addendum to the article. I kind of think that when they went into the show, that was the idea behind it. It was designed for men, so it's starring these two brothers. One's a bad boy, one's a goody-two-shoes, wants to be a lawyer. So, like, you know, if you're if you identify as a bad boy, then you got a character there. If you identify as a goody-two-shoes who, you, you know, just wants to do the right thing, the character's right there for you. But they're really, I mean, I've only seen one episode, so I can't provide a lot of evidence for it. But there really aren't many female characters because one of the prominent female characters is no longer in the show after the first episode. Oh, the mother? I'm assuming. Well, I guess that would make two of them then. Uh, yeah. I have zero context beyond that, <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it's a twelve year old show, so spoilers probably are not a thing. But just in case, I'll be vague. That's okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's fine. Yeah.
2: But anyway, because it was designed like that, I think they thought that that would attract male audience. But instead, it attracted more women to the show because, again, you've got that split between the bad boy and the goody two shoes, and that just seems to be like I don't even I don't even want to say the classic, but like the go-to binary of uh, of male types, so to speak, mm-hmm. which actually brings me around to how I tried to answer my question from last week. If, uh, if, if your if famous I, last words, my famous last crow? words.
1: Less, less Eden
2: Crow than G and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, I didn't really seek out, like, a poll or anything like that about, you know, who's a fan favorite uh, Supernatural character. Instead, what I did was, somewhat by accident, I stumbled across this quiz called Who is Your Supernatural Boyfriend? <laughs> and so tell me I, you did the quiz. I, of course. I did the quiz, S- and I wound up with Dean. whoa who Which is, one is Dean? What did you think you were going to get? I I didn't know. I went in knowing pretty much nothing about either brother, so I did not mm-hmm. know. I I also imagine probably uh, Castiel is another option, since I think he becomes a major character later on. Um, uh, based on based on my reading,
1: I believe he does. Yeah. But based on other readings, uh, Castiel is supposedly supposed to be kind of asexual, aromantic. Yeah. But that is not how the fix go. Yeah. Well. No sir.
2: As they say, you know, look at the moon. The Europeans see a man. The uh, the Japanese see a rabbit. The fan girls, well, they see something much more interesting.
1: <laughs> anyway, we should just have a section of the show which is just this Z is makes like, up quotes. These these these
0: old old world wisdom about <laughs> fandom.
2: These pre <pre-2005> two thousand five internet memes. <laughs> Spread by word come, of mouth.
0: Come on, come on down to see his pre No
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. I wound up with Dean, and basically the uh little image I got described him as a mix of bad boy and family committed. Hmm. He is all about family, but he doesn't follow anybody's rules. Not even his own. What about his families? Well, sure. <laughs> so And it seemed like just based i mean i didn't do any direct research following up on that but down the road in a few of the articles that i read i continually came across things like there are sam girls and dean girls and i got the impression that since he is the bad boy character dean is also the more popular of the two brothers Hmm. interesting i
0: believe he's also the older
2: yes actually he is
0: answering my stupid question from last week
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was a fair question, I mean, like a show about the supernatural that's that's all about people hunting down demons and ghosts and supernatural
0: stuff. People love throwing twins in those uh settings, yeah, they're eerie you know the mm-hmm. shining and whatnot but um, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, in the first episode, I mean it really gave off uh gave off some Hercules origin story vibes, but maybe that's disappointed. just
1: disappointed
2: <laughs> anyway.
0: Zee, so now that you're romantically involved with one of the Winchester brothers, are you going to uh, continue things further? Are you going to watch beyond the pilot? Going to watch? You know, there's a there's a vast field. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say field to mine.
2: Yeah, <laughs> field field to, <laughs> to, 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 to reap. Yes.
0: Or, yes. mine to mine. There's a lot of it, is what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> there's a lot of it.
0: Will you continue further?
2: Well, the uh, the image that generated from that quiz also said that you know you can't expect any long-term sort of a relationship with Dean so I think I'm going to wind up proving that uh, little description quite correct because I actually didn't necessarily watch the show for research for this show I watched Mm -hmm. it because I started my research on Wikipedia and reading that I stumbled across all the different lore that that winds up coming into the show and uh it's it's a lot of there's like a lot of magical and like mystical and for lack of a better term supernatural stuff that like that is behind the story of the show um sealing this age-old darkness and lucifer as the fallen angel and what the mark of cain is and all this stuff that i find really interesting um, and that sucked me in and i was like okay as part of my research, I have to watch the first episode of this to see if it's if it's any good, if it holds up. Mm-hmm. And after seeing that first episode, I can definitely say that I'm I am in for the first five seasons.
1: What?
0: Whoa!
2: Unprecedented. You want to
0: see that? You want to see that story?
2: Yeah, yeah. I want to see how it all unfolds and how how the cult and Ruby's knife and. Uh, I think it's called the first blade and all that stuff figure into the story and magical artifacts and different- like alternative explanations to uh to more well maybe not mainstream but like more or less i guess quote accepted unquote uh cosmologies are always really fascinating to me. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Z. There's um the positive plane there's the plane of positive
1: energy, the yep. plane of negative energy, okay. uh the nine levels of hell. Yep. Uh the Elysian fields, mm-hmm. uh, the shadow plane, Ooh. uh, the ethereal plane. Yep. And uh the material plane. That's like most of them. That's there's our got, cosmology. There's,
0: there's gotta be a subway in there too.
2: Yeah. Uh
1: yeah, but I think here in Canada they're mostly Mr. Sub. Mm. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I heard Z say ruby, ruby dagger, or whatever the word was, hmm. and I'm like, swords. Yes, swords. It
0: <laughs> yeah. always comes back to swords. <laughs>
1: s-words.
2: Sure does. So I am in. Dang.
1: All right, Z, I'm going to take your in. Oh, yeah? I'm going to take it, and I'm going <laughs> to carefully toss it into the trash, because I am out. What? I don't care if that metaphor works. <laughs> I don't, I don't care if any of that. Take that ruby dagger and gently i am I'm I'm gonna be a cat, I'm gonna take that glass that is the Ruby dagger, and I'm gonna like start pushing it towards the edge of the table and you're gonna be like, no, don't do that, and I'm gonna be like <laughs> push. That's right. Um I mean, this is a recurring trend, but at twelve seasons and still going, <laughs> I media fandom is just too big mm. by and large. That that being said, I would not hesitate to signal boost anybody who does like that and more importantly i am going to commit and you guys can call me out i don't know probably next week <laughs> all right i am going to commit to watching the pilot episode and i'm going to try to skip ahead to the fandom episode if it's on netflix and i'm going to watch those two and you guys can be like how was it and i'm going to watch them all okay. right I've, it's I not against making, the show. It's just too much. I'm making a note. It's just too much. I'm not watching <laughs> 50 years of Doctor Who. I'm not watching 12 seasons of Supernatural. It is too much. <laughs> it's just too much. Too much, man.
0: Ugh. What, what about you, G? Well, I mean, as people may now well know, Z starts talking about you know the mythology aspects of the show that always perks my ears up. Uh, I love that mythology stuff, too. However, I'm I'm going to sort of mirror T's answer and say, I I can't do 12 seasons at this time. I don't, (laughs) I don't have the time. I'm afraid. However, not the episodes that T uh, mentioned, but I want to try and find these more experimental episodes and watch those. Mm -hmm. Like the French mistake. As I mentioned, the, the fanfic episode, uh, the one from the uh, perspective of the car, LARP and the real girl. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently. So, yeah. These few few that have piqued my interest that I am going to watch, uh, not by next week. I'm not making that promise, but um, that I am going to watch. Uh, maybe get a little flavor, of what the show is like, and if that uh, that makes me want to watch more,
1: then uh, I might watch more. We should do more uh, anime fandoms. You know, twelve episodes is much easier <laughs> to commit in.
0: Oh, Stranger Things. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So <laughs> oh, good. I mean, the reason why. Having large fandoms, or I should say, fandoms of things with a large uh, amount of work. Uh, why that is a deterrent for me is I'm already a fan of a couple of things like that. <laughs> and there's like Doctor Who, uh, let alone wrestling. Oh boy. Yeah. So yeah. It's, there's only so much time.
1: You, you should have taken a class that has more slots for large fandoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
0: mm. top that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I think I'm going to use this opportunity to follow some advice from Seinfeld, a fandom we have not covered, and eh, we should get to at some point. Anyway, and, uh, you know, leave on a high note. That's it for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what I meant was, going to get us on to something that is near and dear to my heart, or your hearts, or whatever. It's important to us. That's why we have it on the show. Mm-hmm. Talking about this week's Spotlight. Multiple. There's lots of spotlights this week. (laughs) Spotlight. Spotlight. Mm -hmm. It's not that. It's not that far off. Oh really? Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I had actually forgotten the name of that place. Uh, Random Acts. Yes, Random Acts. So usually we end up talking about an interesting fan charity or fan cause. As it turns out, there is an organization called Random Acts, which is not technically started by fans it actually was started by one of the actors misha collins who is the the angel castiel in the show uh originally he used twitter to ask his followers affectionately known as his minions to come <laughs> up with ideas for a minion stimulus project this was of course when the u.s was going through its stimulus period of the budget mm. uh, the goal was to obtain u.s government stimulus money uh, and use the funding to aid endeavors to stop an economic recession for nonprofit initiatives. That didn't last for very long, and it kind of spun off into Random Acts of Kindness, which is now, I think, a 503C, which is a nonprofit in the United States, which now does a lot more than that. Um, it has a Caught in the Act campaign, which encourages folks to conduct random acts of kindness in their communities. It holds fundraisers. In 2014, on just one of its endeavors, Uh, It spent $47,000 funding different Random Acts of Kindness around the world. One of the things that I found the most interesting reading about Random Acts, which you can find at RandomActs.org, is it has a crisis support network, and this was directly started from the Supernatural fandom. Wow. Cool. Uh, It partners with uh, I'm Alive to Write Love on Her Arms and Pop Culture Hero Coalition, where they will train people... Who want to be crisis responders, people who are fans. Uh, I, I imagine they'll train anybody, but it, it's like it's for fans. Uh, you get immediate access to support lifelines for fans in crisis. There are local community resources for those needing additional support. And there are training programs for those affected by cyberbullying, which is an initiative they're starting this year. Wow. Uh, so it's weird because it was started by an actor of the show. By an and an effort by fans, and it is now like I don't think the actor is nearly as involved in it, but it started in a very fanish way. So that's neat. That's that's a spotlight.
0: That kind of rolls all the other ones up into a into a nice little package, actually. Cause uh, what I was gonna gonna spotlight was the greatest international scavenger hunt the world has ever seen. I'm already on board. Also by Misha Collins, is star by Misha Collins, hosted by Misha Collins, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And it's a game with thousands of people all over the world compete to get various tasks. And here are a few. Uh, the more sublime and creative a submission, the more points awarded. Items range from the sweet and touching, perform a sock puppet show at a children's hospital, or volunteer at a senior care faci- facility to the artistic, let's see a portrait of Robert Downey Jr. made out of salt and pepper, or a creative <laughs> dress out of flowers, <laughs> um, to the absolutely impossible, to get the word GISHWIS, which is the acronym for the ever seen, written on something in space our team Maybe. actually pulled this off by getting a nasa mars rover team to officially name a mountain on mars Gishwiss. nice <laughs> <laughs> also notable one get a hug from neil gaiman which happened there's there, there's a, there's a picture of someone getting a of picture neil gaiman with the with the sign
2: pics there, and it did happen
0: and it did happen uh a seven-time guinness world record breaking scavenger hunt wow uh so it is Gishwiss.com. that is g-i-s-h-w-e-s.com and the other the other thing I was gonna spotlight was um, Jared Padalecki's organization, Always Keep Fighting, which is on Facebook at Always Keep Fighting. But they added an extra G probably because someone had the original Always Keep Fighting. But it is his place and group on Facebook for people who are, are struggling with depression, mental illness, for them to uh, support and talk to each other. And one of the one of the the main tenets of Always Keep Fighting is um, your your flame that you hold that doesn't go out. And at uh, uh, San Diego Comic Con. 2015. Not only were there a lot of fans in the uh, in the supernatural panel at the time. I didn't realize how big those rooms were. But there are fans absolutely lining up and down the halls outside, holding candles. And they got a picture of this and a note with this. And you and I watched the video. And Jared Padalecki gets a little a little note saying and showing how many people are outside and like a little message. And he was like he was like almost uh, moved to tears by it.
1: Wasn't that uh, that was for a particular fan, like a candlelit vigil for a fan? Was it not?
0: uh everything i said i didn't say that it was a big fan i just said in support of 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 the actor's struggle with depression and for his organization in general
1: okay i mean cool either way just different perspectives whether it's support for the actor or support for a fan Mm -hmm. (laughs) cool very cool regardless yes and that also
0: um sends its resources to uh to to write love honor arms nice yeah so there's lots of support out there in the Supernatural fandom.
2: Yeah. It's like all the members just get together and they're always looking out for each other and pulling together. And It's it's like they're a family or something. <laughs> there were literally
1: so many pictures on the internet when I was looking on, on Twitter for the research this week. Yeah. Of the actors and their families. Like I think one of them recently had a kid. Huh or has like a one or a two-year-old, there were lots of adorable pictures of children of the actors. And I was like, I don't see that from a lot of other fandoms. Yeah. No, that's true. It's not like, let's watch David Tennant and his family. <laughs> let's watch Peter Capaldi and his <laughs> yeah. family. It's it's just, that is the level of closeness and vulnerability that that fandom has with each other. And mm-hmm. that is very cool.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fandom to me is almost as much the draw as the
1: show at this point. Well, yeah, like if I was to get into Supernatural fandom, I guess if I were for you English snobs, (laughs) then at least I would know that there are fans to guide me into things. If I didn't want to watch the whole series, then I could say, what are the must-see episodes? And there's probably like three or four Tumblr blogs dedicated to that for all I know. Undoubtedly. (laughs) Undoubtedly.
0: I'd be interested to know if there are fans who like only read the fan
1: fiction.
2: Hmm.
0: and have never seen the show
1: oh what no there's no way could be maybe you want to are you asking for a challenge
0: <laughs> uh, let us know yeah. NickLinics, Mm-hmm. if you've uh, if you've begun your your entry into fandom supernatural or any other fandom via via fan work first uh, and then the official work
1: and if email isn't your bag you can also check us out on Facebook twitter or instagram all at the next cast or youtube as well youtube.com slash the next cast i love when i remember that we're on youtube yeah it's <laughs> great <laughs> i mean we've, we actually do have a lot of good content on the youtube channel we go out to different conventions and interview different people there cosplayers uh, vendors people doing cool things like the doctor who society which we've interviewed in the past or emily gonsalves from the sailor moon celebration which will be at this summer So there's lots of cool content on there in addition to, say, our Let's Plays and other footage. (laughs) And MISC, let's say. And secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: We are also on iTunes. We'd love it if you'd give us uh, a rating and review on iTunes so we can get uh, more people listening to the podcast and more fans of hearing about fans uh, letting us know what they think of the show.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So please head over to iTunes and do that.
1: If you're not a patron on Patreon, you should definitely check that out, patreon.com slash the next cast. If you go there, you can find out what our goals are, what we're trying to do with this big old podcast with our YouTube, with all that, what it's all building up towards. Even as little as $1 a month helps us immensely in terms of being able to produce the podcast, keep it ad free, being able to produce excellent quality YouTube videos, go out to conventions, all that stuff. Check it out, patreon.com slash the next cast.
2: And... If you're following us on Twitter or if you'd like to join in the conversation on Twitter, please do use that hashtag fanthro hashtag F A N T H R O. If you use that hashtag or if you search it out, you'll find many, many tweets that we have done and that our fans have done. Cool.
1: Thanks for that, Z. I got one thing before we close off this episode. What's that? I think I think it's my favorite part of the episode. Oh no. It's, uh, it's time for some famous last words. last words. Next week, we will be talking about Sherlock Holmes fandom. So, G, what are your famous last words around Sherlock Holmes fandom? Okay, well,
0: you know, I know slightly more. So I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to put my phone in my mouth quite as, quite as much uh, as I did last week. Apologies again to everyone. I'm curious to see how old the oldest Sherlock fan fiction is.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: I know there's a very famous one called The 7% Solution, which I think was 50s or 60s, something like that. Wow. But, uh, you know, there's no reason why it couldn't have been at the time. Yeah. In the 19th century.
2: Yeah, maybe there was a fanfic that somehow got published as a, as a, I guess, canon story, but the the cover-up was only revealed after the fact. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Curious to see how the the gears of fandom turn in the nineteenth century.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: All right, we can start with that, and I'm gonna move on to Z. Mm-hmm. Z, what do you got? What are your famous last words? Oh
2: boy, um, I feel like I'm in this weird place with Sherlock fandom because I am aware of Sherlock as this iconic character, this iconic detective, and I know that he uh, he has spanned. Pretty much every medium: radio shows, animation, TV shows, web web series. Probably, you know what? I, My question: I Do you know
0: he is the most portrayed character?
2: Yes. <laughs> Has there been a Sherlock web series?
1: You mean beyond like BBC Sherlock's?
2: Yeah, web. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, like a, like a, I'm I'm gonna say a small production company, although not necessarily a small one, but a smaller production company making a series specifically for the web. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Careful now, T.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be completely honest, I'm, I was waiting for an introduction, but in yeah. the absence of one, oh, I will hey, just T. chime in my, yeah, no, screw oh, you. <laughs> Way too late for that. <laughs> yeah. You missed that opportunity. I just mm-hmm. don't want it to be like, oh, people say some things and then T's like, screw all of you I'm going to say some words now. <laughs> It's nice to be introduced to things. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> hey, maybe next week. Maybe next week. Maybe. Um, all right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Z. As for my famous last words, I I have a very broad question, which no doubt what we will answer, but I can't help but state it as incredulously mm-hmm. as I will. How is it that one character is so popular after a hundred and thirty years? We're not just talking mm. like, oh, everybody kind of knows about Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> We're talking like Case Closed, Shirley Holmes, Sherlock Elementary, House, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, mm-hmm. Batman. <laughs> um, we've got like Arsene Lupin,
2: oh, man, the yeah.
1: famous Gentleman Thief was published about 110 years ago. So that's a 20 year difference. Yeah. Not nearly as popular as Sherlock Holmes. Why? Why is I, that? Why, why why why?
0: Why? Like
1: I I don't I know we ask about the why in every episode, <laughs> but I'm just like more like what? How is this a thing? How? What? How? How is that a thing? That is my question. How is Sherlock Holmes still a thing? Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. I could go on. <laughs> How is that not still a thing? Yeah. Uh, the 90s next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're making a movie out of that movie. From the late 70s, where H.G. Wells is in the present day to catch Jack the Ripper, who is also somehow in the present day. What? There's a TV series it? of it now.
2: Oh, wow. I
0: held that up on a pedestal as one of the more, like, <laughs> ridiculous things <laughs> people have made a movie about, and now they're making a series out of it.
2: Wow. Uh, so oh, many questions. Yeah. So many famous last words. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Time can never mend the careless whisper of a friend. And on that note, thank you everyone for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode on Sherlock Holmes fans. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.
2: episode don't remember the theme song bro.
1: maybe supernatural <laughs>
0: i down the wall hunting
1: down some bad blood <laughs> the devils they must fall oh. 13 years of bad luck
0: is that, is that the length of the TV series yeah
1: <laughs> I mean, almost. An almost. <laughs> did I make a note of that? I hope I did. It's going into its thirteenth season this year. All of that stuff, check it out: Patreon.com slash the next cast.
2: Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to follow the conversation on, slowing things down here for a minute. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting real
0: hushed, real quiet over here
2: <laughs> for relaxing times. Centauri, centauri times. Centauri times. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> And if you're following us on on Twitter or if you...